This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's Wayne Day. I'm joined by the bounty hunter himself, Michael Hunter. You look very happy today. Man, I'm always happy. But uh, the event, the fight, you know, the anticipation, you know, where we're at, it's, it has it's brought nothing but excitement to me. And um, I cannot wait until Saturday. <laughs> It seems to be, I know we spoke the other day, Michael, but it seems to be with you, it's kind of like you're being pushed now to see exactly how good you are. I would agree with that. Um, you know, this is a, a, a test. This is like my Olympic uh, gold medal fight. Um, you know, this is like me being in the finals of the gold, uh, uh, Olympics, so I'm very excited about it. And um, only time will tell Saturday, you know, after it all you know, unfolds. Uh, we'll see what everybody says. Absolutely. Um, wanted to touch on this as well. And I know, again, you're focused solely on Povetkin tomorrow night, but reporters, idiots like myself, like to kind of throw in other questions as well. But your sole defeat in your career to Alexander Usyk, how much does that actually play on your mind? And now he's a heavyweight as well now that you want to rematch him at a different weight. Um, it doesn't really play uh, on my mind at all really you know it's not nothing I really think about you know like I said I really I don't think too far in the past or you know get ahead of myself you know I'm, I'm here for Pavekin and um, that's my basically my only mission um, you know that was you know when I was a cruiserweight and I've learned a lot so and I've grown over over the time since then you know over the years so I'm, I'm just excited to, uh, for tomorrow and you know I want to, I'm excited just as, as anybody else is like, I want to know what everybody else is going to say. What are they going to say now? So uh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, all right, well, listen, I'm not going to take too much of your time. I know you're going to go and weigh in very shortly. So have you got any closing words you want to add before we finish, Michael? No, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Michael Bounty Hunter on Instagram and Michael Hunter 2 on Twitter. Do you believe you can stop a veteran tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's a very doable task for me. Um, I would like to stop a vacuum. That would be ideal for me, you know. But you know, we're not we're not going to be you know trying to press the knockout. Um, I, I told them before I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep poking the lion until you know he he starts to fade a little bit, and then we're gonna skin him. I like that analogy. Brilliant. <laughs> Best of luck tomorrow night, and hopefully we'll catch a word with you after the fight tomorrow. Thank you, thank you. I love to do in your interviews. Appreciate it. Top man. Thank you very much, Michael Hunter. He is special. Ooh, absolute dynamite. Raheem in Saudi Arabia in Riyadh with war. Chazora, you've made the trip over for this heavyweight clash. Uh, the first thing I noticed was when Joshua got off the stage, I walked up, I saw you two uh, uh, speak for a moment. What words did you have for Joshua? No, I said you look in great shape, bro. You know, uh, 16 and a half stones on the scales. He looks amazing. As I mean, it's your fight to win, bro. And I know he's going to box this, box this guy. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, Mexicans are known for Mexican style, being warriors, come forward and have no reverse. Joshua felt the breath and the uh, power of that the first time, but War Chizura is known for being nothing less than a complete warrior. Do you see a, a change in Joshua since the first fight as far as his mental stat going into this fight? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Josh, yeah, he's going to box and Ruiz is going to try and do a war, come to war. So AJ is going to have to adapt in so many different styles in those 12 rounds he's going to have to have. So it's going to be a great fight. What do you see when you look at these two fighters on the scale? Everybody talked about Ruiz having lost weight. <laughs> Doesn't appear to be the actual case, although Joshua is a bit slimmer. Today, have you, have you gotten any information to inform you about how this might go tomorrow? I don't think uh, Ruiz has been eating too much chicken briyanis, you know, uh, since he got here. <laughs> and uh, he hasn't been he said he's had his chef here because last time he said, I got my chef here. I'm like, I don't know what he's eating, but 
you know maybe this whole it's all water he's just holding water in there rotation mm. of water and stuff like that but you know aj's been on point you know they like you know doing everything right while he's eating while he's not eating so it's gonna be an exciting fight man i'm so gassed for it and happy for this rematch do you feel like aj will get the victory and re reclaim his titles aj needs to get a victory bro you know there's no two ways about it he has to die in that ring he mm. has to go in there all out and die in that ring you know, the only way this guy could win this fight now, if he goes in there and knocks AJ out and AJ can't get out. That's the only way he's going to win this fight. But from my understanding, knowing AJ and the way I moved around with him a couple, couple months ago, he's ready to die. You understand? Mm. So, you know, that's the only way Ruiz will win this fight again. Do you think this experience, if he is successful tomorrow, as you say he must be, will make him a better fighter in the long run? Yeah. 100%. And after what uh, uh, Ruiz has done and become the first heavyweight champion from Mexico, what happens next for him? If he loses this fight, does he deserve a third fight? Well, uh, listen, listen, boxing is just, uh, it's, 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 it's like the stock market. You know, one minute your stock is down, next minute your stock is right up there. So you never know what happens in boxing. You know, two minutes ago, Dylan White was the manager for the WBC and now he's being dropped off the ranks. You know, uh, two years ago I was not even in the ranks and now I'm in the ranks. So you don't know what happens in boxing. Do you understand? So is this one of those ones? How significant is what Andy Ruiz has done? Save this fight Saturday, whether he wins or loses, what he's accomplished in boxing. He's accomplished great, great stuff for Mexico, you know, for himself and for his family. He's, he's built it. You know, listen, he's made legacy for him. Even when he died 100 years ago, they'll write, they'll write stories about him. That is it. <laughs> the first Mexican heavyweight ever out there, you know, came in there with no six-pack chubby boy. He won it. You know, people, when they, let me tell you something, when they read this about seven in the next 100 years, they'll be like, nah. <laughs> what they're playing here. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Radio Raheem with War Chizura all over boxing like a baby's rash. Brother, I always enjoy speaking to you. War Chizura, it Thank is a brother. pleasure and an honor. Radio Raheem with War Chizura. Ruiz Jr. versus Joshua 2. Brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre. Hi, I'm Carl Frotch, and I know about fighting on the biggest of stages. I also know a thing or two about colossal rematches. First time I fought George, I took him way too lightly. Actually, my head was all over the place. Especially after I landed a, a decent little is it two right hands, Carl? I can't remember. Just one right hand. Just... <laughs> Much like Joshua as well, I feel his head wasn't in the right place for that last fight in that first fight against Ruiz. He was vacant, he wasn't there, he wasn't switched on. Think about the change of opponent, Ruiz not taking him seriously, he paid for it. He was never himself from the start. The quickest hand speed of anyone that Joshua's fought. Andy Ruiz is one of his best attributes in this fight would be his hand speed. So you be Joshua for me, Carl, hands up high. In the first fight, he's able to march Joshua back. Joshua's on the back foot, or he's even back Joshua up onto the ropes. And at that point, he can let his combinations go. And his combinations are lightning fast. Sometimes they come through the middle, but he also has the ability to put angles on them as well. So they come around the side and through the middle. Oh, oh big shot. So AJ is a taller guy, he's got the range. Common sense told you to keep it long, but at times you're gonna have to exchange to keep Ruiz off him. But when he exchanges up close against the shorter Ruiz with faster hands, that's danger zone. He hurt Ruiz in the first fight with an uppercut left hook. The left hook landed, put Ruiz over, then he went for the big clumsy finish, chin in the air, throwing straight shots. And Ruiz, as he was letting go, was able to counter punch. Another key factor in the first fight was the body shots. So Ruiz got off well to the body consistently, and I felt like he'd done real damage to Joshua. Ruiz, possibly the best body shots of any heavyweight, Andy Ruiz. He's backing him up, 
He's got that straight right hand that can chop right through the target. Joshua tends to have a high, high guard anyway. The elbows can start to creep up, especially if he's worried about getting hit on the chin. He's showing more target for the stomach and Ruiz is inside letting his hands go. And then body shots, you know yourself, when they land, they connect, they do a lot of damage. They take the wind out of your sails, take your breath away, and it's very difficult to recover. So on a show this big, it could come down to who's going to cope with the pressure better. And also, who learnt most from the first fight? I've got to say, George, quite enjoyed this little chat. Likewise, I really have, Carl. Do we get a handshake? I think so, yeah. Well, we're going there again, aren't we? <laughs>
Maintain the discipline. Maintain the discipline, and you know, take your time, and it's, it's all going. It's all going to come up for you. Well, Brian, I know I've just caught you as you was about to eat, so I'll let you yeah. go and enjoy your food. What are you going to be eating? Are you going to tell uh, us? Man, we're going to Wabi Sabi. Uh, well, I'm going to Wabi Sabi. <laughs> I'm going Dolo. You know, I'm all, all around Riyadh Dolo too. You know, and in fact, all around Saudi Arabia, pretty much Dolo. Uh, you know, I feel at home. You know, I'm Muslim, so you know, uh, I know my way around. Yeah. You know, I can read some Arabic, I can speak a little bit of Arabic, so, um, alhamdulillah. Well, Brian, we'll let you go and enjoy your evening, enjoy your food tonight, and I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for giving up your time again, speak to myself and Boxing right. Social. Thank you, man, appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, just caught up with Barry Earn a couple of days ago, but uh, big news last night, Barry. What with the weight? Well, two two big things. Let's we'll start with the weight. Uh, what do you make of Ruiz waning in that? completely confused me, I've got to be honest. I wasn't sure whether, at one stage I thought it might even be mind games, that, that Ruiz had drank a gallon of water before the weigh-in or something, and trying to get in AJ's head. And then I thought, Maybe he's just parted and then got into camp really heavy because he's, you know, just enjoyed his heavyweight success. I don't know. I, I find it very confusing. I mean, I was pleased with AJ's weight. I thought he looks meaner, looks slimmer, looks faster, hopefully more stamina. More focused as well? Yeah, I, I think he's always pretty focused. He's, but I think he knows the size of the task ahead, whereas last time he didn't. So that, whether that affects the result, time alone will tell. But I was quite confused with uh, with Ruiz's weight. Really strange, really strange, and I can't make it out. I mean, I don't know. I I just can't get to terms with how you can be 14 pound heavier. A normal reaction of a a new champion is always to be energised, to return to the ring, to get in better shape, because it's always harder to retain a title than it is to win a title, if you follow me. The mind is altogether separate mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, when you've got nothing to lose and you're getting a good payday, but when you've won that and you've got used to those baubles around your waist, those belts, then that generally energises you. I was expecting Ruiz to come in 14 pound under his last weight and to show that, you know, I'm a world champion, I want to defend my title and I'll put the work in. Now he may well have put the work in, but he may have had a hindrance from post-success excesses. So time will tell, but I think it was definitely, I think the weigh-in was won by AJ. Whether he wins the fight, we'll have to see. Mm. But whatever happens tonight, I think people shouldn't make excuses. Oh, Ruiz was never that good anyways. Or, no, no, do you know no, what I mean? No, or the no, weight no, affected this. It's, uh, yeah, just picking us back up. Whatever happens tonight, there's two world-class fighters and there should be no excuses whatsoever. No question about that at all. I mean, uh, I don't think Ruiz got the respect when he fought the first time because they looked at his physical condition without with ignoring the fact that he's a world-class fighter he proved he's a world-class fighter and these two are probably right up there as the top two heavyweights in the world in terms of technique and style you know wilder and fury are up there as well you know there's this sort of very interesting level of four great fighters no no whatever the result no excuses no complaints Okay, the other breaking news last night, of course, uh, was to do with Dylan White and uh, the statement you yeah. had released. Uh, your thoughts on it, Barry? Well, I think we talked the other day and I was saying how bad it was that there hadn't been a statement and I'm, I'm really happy to see that UCAD have made this clearance statement. I'm really happy for Dylan White because those of people that know Dylan White know there was never a problem to start with, but of course the haters jump on any excuse and... Uh, that's cleared the air, taken a weight off Dylan White's mind, restored any doubts to his reputation that anyone might have had, and including the WBC who suspended Dylan for whatever reason. So I hope everyone eats a bit of humble pie. I hope they bow their heads in shame and respect Dylan White for the fighter and the man he is. Just lastly on that, of course he became mandatory after they beat Oscar Rivas, but the WBC pushed back that mandatory status to 2021 in February and Tyson Fury is the mandatory for Deontay Wilder. 
just totally bizarre. I suppose the only description you can say, this is boxing, welcome to the world of boxing politics, for whatever reason, usually sanction-led, fee-wise. Um, I don't have time for it, I don't think it's right, I think it's pretty disgraceful, and I think it's pretty consistent with a lot of boxing, you know, but Dylan White, class doesn't go away, Dylan White is a top fighter. He's been very patient, he's also been quite active, he's kept himself as busy, you know, obviously he has a little bit of a delay on this one, but prior to that, so his time will come and he's good enough to wait for that time and he's confident in his own ability, but as far as WBC mandatories, I think he's effectively been number one for over two years. Uh, in another world, I think it would have been legal action against the WBC in the same way as when uh, I think the Italian German who fought Eubank sued the WBC, oh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name escapes me, but Rocky Gianni. You know, so, and that bankrupted the WBC. So I would have hoped they learned from that lesson. But nevertheless, we'll see what happens. Uh, the heavyweight scene is so big, there are lots and lots of different opportunities. Yeah, Usyk just so. walked in behind you, so. Oh, well, there you go. He's <laughs> another one, you know. We're, we're blessed with a lot of talent yeah. at the moment. Okay, tune in to Sky Sports Box Office tonight for Ruiz Joshua 2 and, and a fantastic undercard as well. Barry, thank you for your time in town. Always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Right here with Adam Smith. Let's get into him and away in 283. What, uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, there's some whopping weights that just happened, weren't they? You know, Dillian White and uh, Andy Ruiz, of course. I mean, Andy is—he's uh, a big natural guy anyway. He's weighed as, uh, as high as 21 uh, stone before, um, but it's a huge weight. It was 19.2 in the garden. Uh, got to 20 stone three is a—he's uh, a big shot. I thought he wouldn't come in heavy because what he said in the uh, in the week, he's basically not worried about the weight. He's, you know, people were saying he's going kind of lighter. There was, there was, you know, pictures around the world of him looking potentially lighter four or five weeks ago. I saw him in the flesh in LA about a month ago, and um, you know, I, I knew he was going to come in heavy. I didn't think he'd be this heavy. So it's a it's a big gamble. He's obviously going to go in and uh, try and take him out early, trying to put the pressure, apply the pressure of the body shots and the heat on uh, Joshua, who of course is giving away a lot of weight. Joshua is terrific. I like the fact he's coming under 17 stone, uh, but you know, it's three stone difference between them. It's one and a half in the in the garden and look what happens. So Joshua's going to have to stick to his discipline, to his game plan. Um, he'll be buoyed by the fact that Ruiz might be certainly slower of foot, if not slower of hand. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's obvious that Ruiz is going to go for it in the first half of the fight. Is it? I mean, because I feel most people would see that and be like, oh, you know, maybe Ruiz. Uh, obviously he trained, but you know, well, I guess maybe putting him at a disadvantage, but he's kind of an anomaly anyway, right? I mean, he doesn't look like a typical heavyweight or anything. It could just be that it just works for him. Yeah, I think, you know, he's had a 12-week training camp, and, you know, he, he's, he's admitted to me. He partied for a while. He, you know, he went and bought the house and the, the, the watches and all that sort of stuff. But, he, you know, he is, a, he is a dedicated guy. He has trained. Um, he has been sparring with all sorts of different people. I didn't see him train in LA, and maybe there was some, uh, a few glitches during some of the weeks, but he's trained hard for this fight, and he has to, and he's, uh, he doesn't want to lose these titles. Everything I've heard from Andy Ruiz this week is, is the fact that he's so proud of, of being a world heavyweight champion. He's got a lot of people with him. You don't bring a lot of people if you just come to, to lie down and take the money. He's going to give it absolutely everything in there, and that's why maybe he's coming heavy, because he realizes his best chance is to try and take out Anthony Joshua uh, within the first six, seven, eight rounds. What, what question is each guy trying to answer of themselves in the fight? When the fight That's a good question. I think Andy's going to uh, be answering himself, can he do it all over again? You know, was it? Everyone's saying it's a fluke. Everyone's uh, underestimating me again. I'm the underdog again. Why am I the underdog when I've just gone in and won the fight? You know, he, he's going to be asking him that, that, that question. Is, is, is he as good as he thinks he is? Joshua's going to be asking the same thing. You know, was that a, a blip or, or maybe I'm not quite, you know, what everyone says I was. You know, so there are a lot of mental things going through their minds. They've got to wipe that clean. For Ruiz, it's round eight. For Joshua, it's round one.
man. But I, I gotta say, man, your voice hypes me up even more. I thought I, I thought I couldn't get more hype, but you're, you're hyping me up talking about it. Lastly, yeah. uh, prediction of the fight. How, how do you see it playing out? Well, I'm calling the fight, so I won't give a prediction, but I will say that it is absolutely split amongst my team and about, about the people I've talked to here. Um, you know, no one can quite nail what they think is going to happen. There are people that are leaning towards Ruiz, because he's done it once before, the immediate rematch normally favours the, the winner the first time. There are people leaning towards Joshua, thinking it was an aberration, thinking he, he had bad preparation, something went wrong, you know, he underperformed obviously, and, and they will get it right this time. So that's split, but what people can't predict is what will happen round, whether it will be distance. I don't think it will go to distance, I can see that, but you know, you never know in boxing. Sometimes you predict a, a knockout in three, four rounds, and you know, it's a 12 round affair because neither wants to give too much away. You know, it could be pretty cagey early. I don't think so. I think they've got the stars and the mesh. I think it'll be dramatic. Both of them might have to taste the canvas as well at some point tomorrow night, but it'll be amazing to see who comes out and wins. And if Joshua wins in a classic, they'll do a third, won't they? It'll be a rubber match, a trilogy. And if Ruiz wins, wow. He'll be going back to Mexico. He's got the big fights with Wilder and Fury next weekend. And obviously, Joshua will have to rebuild. So uh, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on both of them, but I'd say more on Joshua. Can't wait, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Coogan Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global. It's fight night, baby. It's fight night, baby. Buzzing? Buzzing, excited, nervous, obviously. Doesn't get any bigger than this, you know? This is it. All the build up, you know, when we first announced Saudi Arabia, people laughed, built an over it, and new 15,000 stadium built. He said that. You told him that. No, it, no I said there. it wouldn't happen before the deal was signed. That is true. Yes, it is. Don't worry, this fight's not going to happen in Saudi Arabia. Paid. <laughs> before they paid. And by the way, with all due respect, I tell you a lot of bollocks you know, <laughs> to get away with. <laughs> I don't always presume I'm telling you the truth, Joe. Um, so, what can you do? Nothing he's done everything, said, yeah. he's worked his absolute nuts off, he's given it any, everything, he couldn't be in better shape physically and mentally. Now he's got to go and walk through the door of opportunity, mate. Go and take it. Belts are in the air, as soon as that bell goes, all you've got to do is beat that man across the ring and you become a two-time heavyweight champion of the world. Did you speak to him last night? Yeah, I was with him last night, and yeah. he's dead. And he's dead, yeah, he's dead. I see he's dead at the hotel. Yeah. All good? All, gra all great, mate. Everyone's in a great place, everyone's buzzing. You know, we're very, we're very, we're very comfortable here. He's, he's really in a great place, being out here. The setup's been fantastic, the weather's great. He's got a smile on his face, he's in tremendous shape. You know, I'm sure he's got some, demons to overcome. Any man would, wouldn't they, after the first fight? But he can do it. I know he can. And uh, I believe he'll do the business tonight. Just as kind of a, a follow on that, kind of his mentality the night before a fight is obviously different to compared to other fights or not really going into Just chill, like, yeah. He likes his friends around him, just having a laugh, watching funny stuff on his phone, playing a bit of FIFA. Relax then. Yeah, like spending time with his family. I think he's learnt a lot, you know. I said to him last night, when was the last time you were this pumped for a fight? And he was like, I said, probably Charles Martin. He said, like, that was yeah. when I was this edgy for a fight. And, um, you know, I think he needs that. He needs to be edgy tonight. I think, And that was the problem was, he just wasn't edgy anymore. You know, he just, I don't know. So he's, he's bang up for it, mate. Mm. Bang up for it. Um, Breaking news last night. We saw. How'd you like? How'd you like him now? As as no context hand says. So, so yeah, UK had released a statement uh, clearing Dylan no White last night. No failed drug test. No failed drug test. No. Nothing. So. What? what how did? You, how can you kind of summarise the, the well, statement? I mean, first? like like I said, I've not been involved in anything since the fight. I think the statement tells you everything you need to know. Um, Full investigation, no failed drug test, no charge, cleared of any wrongdoing, any neg negligence. Like this is unheard of for a testing agency to use words like this. So please, 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 fuck 
right off and apologise to the man. Right? Don't worry about apologising for me. I've given months and months of every single every single tweet I put out, you got the Transformer Pajama Brigade. Just like be shampoo. I said, just wait, wait. Wait your fucking turn and listen and watch. So now you've done it and I'll tell you something now, else now. Right? And it doesn't matter about me because Dillian White is a brute, right? For the people that tried to fuck his career, to the people that have affected his career, that have taken his mandatory position away, I'm not even talking about the WBC in this statement, I'm talking about the people that caused this whole problem. You are fucked, right? And now the fun begins. And this ain't coming from me, this is coming from Dillian White. If you were one of those people that have, 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 have lied and made things up, or not, you know, of broken confidentiality, have, have positioned him as a cheat and have ruined his, or attempted to ruin his career, his mandatory position, his ability to make money, his reputation. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. And now, as I said all along, and you, you're one of the few people that believed, and actually other fighters as well, Bellew, AJ, they believed in Dillian White and his innocence. Now it's confirmed, one million percent, totally innocent, no failed test, no charge, nothing. How do you feel right now? Show the man who's gone through hell in the last six months some respect now. Done. Right though, am I not? Yeah, what do you you're think? right yeah. there, 100%, 100%. Um, I just saw Dylan outside and he did say to me that he still really can't talk loads no, about because this because now, it's still no, going no, on. It's not, no, it's not still going on. With you, Ked. With you, It's Ked. still going on now right. with the people that tried to fuck with him. Yeah. And now they're going to pay. Right? So, I'll leave that to him again, as I have done the whole time. Yeah. But all I'm saying to you now is, this guy has gone through absolute hell. Show him the respect that he deserves. And for the people that didn't show him the respect, you can apologise. You can say sorry. It's probably too late. Right, I know you're in the middle of a meeting, yeah. so I'm not going to take too much of your time. Edward, finally, if you're at home tonight... If you're at home tonight... Give them some advice. from yeah. the UK... If, yeah, give me one. Tune in to Sky Sports Box Office. This is the moment in time. Close your eyes, say a little prayer for our boy, because he's going to war tonight to make history, to reclaim his World Heavyweight Championship. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be drama. There's going to be like nothing you've ever witnessed before. I promise you, when this ring, when this bell goes you will feel butterflies in your stomach like you've never felt before. If you're in the States, watch exclusively on DAZN. If you're in Spain, Italy, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Canada or Brazil, also watch on DAZN. And we're also releasing all the other places where you can watch it. Let's go. Let's fucking get you. Over and out. Eddie Hearn, thank, thank you Thank you as much. always for your support, people. This is Andy Poroff, Boxing Social, and I'm joined by Matt McLean out here in Saudi Arabia. It's Ruiz Joshua, weighing day. Matt, how are you doing? Yeah, good. A bit warm, but not too bad. It's <laughs> good to hear. Obviously, as I've mentioned, it's a weighing day now. As the weeks progressed, what are your thoughts on the fight? Have they changed at all? No, I mean, initially, when the fight happened, you know, that, the day or two after the, the, the first fight, um, you know, there was talk of a rematch clause and going straight back into an immediate rematch. and. I think under normal circumstances, you wouldn't have done that because you know, you'd know you like the fighter to have a win, a, a nice, easy win, get his confidence back, then maybe put him in much, a, big, a good step up, but maybe not quite in, back in again, see how he goes again. And, and then, you know, once you feel like, oh, that's good, he's exercised whatever self-doubt, demons, mistakes he made, we've worked on it, he's ready for it now, then you go in. But I, that was never going to happen here because Joshua's just too big of an attraction and uh, there's too much else riding on it you know the heavyweight titles that would get split up and, and because of the, the politics prior in the the sort of 12 18 months previous where the wilder fights weren't happening and you know Al Heyman Matroon bit of a split so 
I, I always thought that it, it was going to happen. They were going to exercise that rematch clause. Although, you know, if he wasn't so big, you wouldn't do that because for the reasons that I just said. And, and, and for those reasons, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not overly confident for Joshua. I think, I think he's prepared the best he can. I think he's really... Uh, I think the, the adjustments he's made have been good. He's focused a lot more on boxing, on sparring, on pad work as opposed to strength and conditioning. I think he's lost a lot of bulk upper body-wise, which is a good thing, I think. Um, but, you know, without having a couple of fights in between, how do you prepare this as good? I mean, he, he, he'll be better. He's be, he'll be much better mentally prepared in the sense that he'll be a lot more focused. I think in New York, his focus was taken away from Andy Ruiz and it was on, you know, a potential Wilder fight. You know, Wilder announced two weeks before Wilder knocked out Brazil and there was a lot of unsaid pressure, I feel, on Joshua, not just to beat Ruiz, but to make a statement. So the fact that you're thinking about making a statement and blowing a guy away, you know, if he was, already means you're looking past him. You know, that you're not looking, you're not giving him the, the due respect in, in that sense. Um, that's not going to happen this time. You know, he, this time he's, he's totally focused on Ruiz. He knows that uh, his mental preparation will be good. He'll be, he'll be, he's totally focused. He's not looking past this. He's not thinking about Tyson Fart, uh, Fury or De Deontay Wilder or anything like that totally focused on Ruiz. That's, that's, that's the positive. The negative is that, you know, he, he got knocked out last time, he got beaten, he got hurt. Um, you know, there'll be self-doubt there, there'll be some demons there. Uh, some, you know, so that, and we don't know how they're going to be. He hasn't had a chance to kind of work through them with a, with a few interim fights. Do you know what I mean? Well, a few interim fights would put those to rest a little bit and would help get past that. But you know, and maybe he just takes it in his stride. Maybe he just comes out here, starts quick, and gets into the fight. And and, and he, then he's just in the fight. That that you know, that, that's what we hope, and that, that's what could happen, and that's what we hope. You mentioned how AJ will deal with a fight mentally. You know, when Ruiz lands his first punch on on Anthony, how do you feel he will cope with it? How do you think he will react to it? Do you think he'll start to think back to New York? Well, that that that's the danger, and that and that's the the fear, isn't it? That we, that that happens. Um, you know. I think it's key for Joshua to come out and start quite quickly. I think come out, take the centre of the ring and stand his ground and try and back Ruiz up behind the jab or certainly meet him as he comes. Don't. I think it would be a mistake if Joshua takes the back foot and, and, and boxes around. I'm not saying he has to go to war, but just, just be really sort of intent, purposeful. Take, Take control of the contest, take control of the fight, take the centre of the ring, be the boss. I think that's key for him. I think that'll help him settle. You know, and it'll, make, it'll keep him sharp. And I, and I think he will do that. By the way, I do think he will do that. I was about, about to say, you know, when I've looked over social media and spoke to people in boxing, they, they think he'll either go one of two ways. AJ will either look to just box and move on the back foot, or he'll look to put it on Ruiz early, try and earn his respect. Do you feel that he has to do the latter of those two? He needs to try and put it on Ruiz and earn his respect early on? I think so because I think look those those fears those doubts those self doubt all that stuff you know the, the quicker you get into the fight the better then it's, it goes out there then just everything you've been doing in training just kicks in do you know what I mean all your in, it's instinctive then you're fighting but you know the, the longer he's, he's kept that long range you know no, he wants it at long range but he doesn't want it at medium distance but if he starts getting backed up his leverages aren't as good I think I, I think and Ruiz gets confident and he comes in behind the double jab and he's, he can he can start fainting Joshua and Joshua starts you know, reacting, twitching, a bit nervous. So I think it's, I think it's just, I think he'll settle in the fight quicker. The quicker he gets into the fight, the quicker he'll settle. And I think he, uh, rather than being backed up and letting uh, Ruiz dictate things, I think he needs to come out and make sure he he takes over, takes control of the fight, and starts dictating the pace, dictating when it's for. And, and I think that's important. That look, I'm not saying he has to back Ruiz up the whole fight, but I just think he needs to come out and be, you know, be the boss. Having said all this, what what can be read into what seems to be a much leaner version of Anthony Joshua from what we've seen throughout the week? And also, I've read on social media, apparently the ring's 22 feet. I don't know if that's true or not, but in the UK, maximum's 20 feet. I know, obviously, the, ring, the first fight was in New York, but if it's deemed to be true, obviously, a bigger ring out here in Saudi, do you think it will be a matter of he's going to be looking to box and move? Or? No, I think he will move, and, and I think he should move, but I don't think, uh, you know, round him, side, you, know, you know, step off centre, keep changing the angle, but... Don't have Ruiz backing you up, you know, behind his jab, letting him back you up, and cut, you know, and, and where he's manoeuvring you around. If you're if you're stepping across, stepping a, 
off, off the angle, stepping off the straight lines, getting your shots off, and then get off to the side, come around, but kind of keep almost like moving in a, a small circle within the ring, do you know what I mean? And just keep it like that, don't I think? I don't think he, I don't think it'd be good for Joshua if Ruiz starts backing him up, backing him up, backing him up. You know, that that that'll give Ruiz a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence, and, and that's that's the way he likes to fight. You know, and, and I think Joshua, you know, even though he throws a really good right uppercut, and that could be a shot he looks for. Um, he's just got to be, I just got to be careful. I think you know Ruiz. I think he's just got to stand his ground a bit, not, not go to war, but but, but not, not be backed up either. I think one thing which I haven't seen many people kind of touch on enough possibly throughout the week is the fact that Ruiz has had a full 12-week camp now. How much do you think that's going to benefit him and what extra do you feel he'll be able to bring into the fight this time around? Look, I think I think Ruiz was in great shape. Last time um, he, he'd only, he hadn't fought that long ago and so I don't think, you know, 12-week camps, you know, they can be overrated, they can be too long as well, do you know what I mean? You can you can go stale or you can lose your sharpness, you can overcook it. So I don't know. Look, I think he's uh, he was in good good shape last time. I think he'll be in great shape this time. He's uh, the thing for me that makes him more dangerous this time is he'll have that extra confidence now. I mean, he obviously believed in himself beforehand in the first fight, but you know now he knows he can beat Joshua. You know now he knows he has the power to hurt Joshua. Now he's world champion, so you know now he's his confidence will be up here. Just to quickly touch on a couple of your fights before I let you shoot off. Hunter Povetkin, what are your thoughts on that one, Matt? Uh, I fancy uh, I fancy Hunter on points. I think his um, timing of the fight is good for him. I heard him speak yesterday at the fighters' meetings, and he's you know he's a man full of self-belief, driven, um, knows where he's going, and uh, and absolutely believes that he's going to get there. And uh, and he's a good boxer, very talented, uh, clever, and, and he's got good fighting spirit. And I, and I, I think Povetkin. You know, he's, at the, he's, he's towards the end of his career now. He's had a long career, great career, but I fancy Hunter in that fight. And finally, Dillian White versus Marius Wack. Dillian returning to the ring after everything he's had going on behind the scenes. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think Dillian wins. I think it's uh, Wack will give Wack will give him a good uh, fight, but uh, but I fancy Dillian's come out on top. Well, Matt, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, so thanks for speaking to myself, Boxing Social. Cheers, cheers. Nice Thank you. This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social, and for the first time this week, I'm delighted to be joined by trainer Dave Calder. Dave, I know your charge, Hope Price, is on this card, but just to start off with the heavyweights, unexpected weights with regards to Ruiz. Let's start off with his, him coming in a stone heavier than what he did in the first fight against Anthony Joshua. Um, do you know what? Ruiz was big before, and he's been big all the way through his career. I think he's been as high as 21 stone before um, in his career. It's the kind of guy he is. He doesn't really pay much attention to his weight. I thought from the start, from when we watched the workout as well, it just confirmed what I thought. But from the start of this talk about a rematch, I thought he's going to look to go quick from the start. Not, not, not even let Anthony Joshua get a glimpse of, of hope, uh, an ounce of confidence. He's going to think it's an immediate rematch. I destroyed in the first fight, and I'm just going to go straight at you to put those demons straight into your head. Um, and I think, is it a conscious decision to put more weight on? Maybe. Or has he just done what he normally does? And is it, I think he it, 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 it still looked at the workout, he still looked in better condition. He didn't look as, as I know it sounds silly because he's, he's lighter, but it didn't seem as much jelly on him that's wriggling about, wobbling about like he did in the first fight. I thought he looked more compact. So he's heavier. Maybe he's got a bit more muscle to him. Um, or he may just have a few more Snickers in him. I, I, it, and it's hard to say because he's, he's only had a top on. We haven't seen him without his top on. It's, it's a bit hard to say. But just from what I saw at the workout and how he, he did look in better shape, um, he looked fast. How long can he keep it going for? At 20 stone, after a few rounds, you're going to start chugging. Um, Joshua's got to negate those early rounds, you know, and he's got to put some doubt in him. He's got to take the sting out of him. I, I don't believe that Joshua can run. 
I believe he has to step, step round, angle, step round, keep, keep Ruiz moving, keep him having to look that way around with him, um, and keep you know keep banging with the jab and, and bringing him right hands in. He's got to put some respect on him. He's got to nail him with you know he's got to nail him quite early or every so often with some some hard shots to keep him off of the jab. He can, he can keep behind the jab, keep stepping, keep making him fall short. All Ruiz has got to do is keep missing keep missing and he's going to get tired pretty quick AJ coming in underneath 17 stone and obviously Ruiz over 20 is that kind of indicated to what you've maybe suggested there AJ needs to obviously look to box stick behind his jab but at least for those first few rounds because Ruiz will come in looking for something fast and quick to to kind of I'm trying to think of the right word in here effectively get the win early on against AJ you think that's Ruiz's tactic employ there I think Ruiz because of the reaction of Joshua to Ruiz's punches last time, I think Ruiz thinks that all he has to do is to go in there, whether it's to the body or the head, he's going to get some effects from AJ. And I think he's just going to go out there and look to smash him up as soon as possible. I think he's coming out fast. Um, but in an intelligent sort of manner, you know, he'll come in nice and tight behind his jab. But I think he expects it to be done quicker than last time. And I think he's, he's fit enough to do it quicker than last time. And that may be part of why he's heavier. It may be because, you know, we've seen it with fighters before. We've seen, you know, Cheryl McClellan used to train for three rounds, really, because he used to think he could blast everybody out. And when it starts going a few more rounds after, that's when they start worrying. That's when they start um, blowing. It's all about whether Anthony Joshua can get through those first few rounds. It's all about whether he can control the distance. I've said from the from the start, he's got to control the distance. If he controls the distance, then he can get it can get Ruiz tired up quicker. I think um, if the way you know if, if the way it's going to start slowing him down. I think AJ is going to cope with a psychological aspect of when he's in there with Ruiz and Ruiz lands that first punch. Do you think AJ is going to be thinking back to New York? Is going to be having doubts run through his mind? This is why I think Ruiz is going to go for a quick start to put his mind back to where he was and where he thinks, oh shit, it's happening again. But this is where Joshua needs to take command early doors. He needs to start landing that jab, just touching him, touching him, sticking his head back with a, with a sharp jab and then looking to, to, to whip in a couple of good shots, a couple, couple of power shots every so often. Um, he needs to get some respect straight away. But he... If he can get Ruiz missing and get Ruiz reaching, listen, Joshua's about six foot six, right? Ruiz is small. He's small. When when he, you know, when he when he got out of the ring after the workout and I and I'm stood quite next to him, I'm looking at him thinking, you're small, yeah, is it? For me to think that, but I'm thinking you're small for every way. AJ's just got to use his size, use his reach, get him reaching, get him falling short. We saw in the first fight, Ruiz missed quite a lot. You know, if you can get him missing and then touching him back, being shy, I expect AJ to be faster than what it was last time. And I expect him to be able to keep up his energy levels because he's not carrying as much bulk. So if he can get into a rhythm early doors and take that confidence away from Ruiz, that could be quite key to the fight. On the back of today now, just how much more intriguing has this fight become for yourself, Dave? Yeah, it has. <laughs> because, because you don't know. Because we're all sat here guessing, why is Ruiz coming out? Listen, Barry Hearn said something today, and, it, and it, there are mind games in boxing. Ruiz could have just gone and downed a, a, a couple of bottles of water. You know, and I don't mean little bottles, I mean you can just start banging water and put on a couple of, couple of pounds. Do you know what I mean? You don't know. You, you, you don't know. What he, could. he says he, he just went for a steak. You know, he had, a, he had a bit of lunch. He was hungry, so he had a bit of lunch before he got weighed. Could have had a big lunch. Could have had a big breakfast and a lunch. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I still say, I mean, it's hard to say because I haven't seen him without his top off, but I still say that he looked in better condition. I thought he looked tighter around the middle when he, when he was on the pads with Manny Robles. Um, so... It could be muscle. It could be, you know, muscle weighs heavier than fat. It could be a little bit of muscle. Or it could be Snickers, like I said. And, and it's just one of those things because you've got such a big swing in the weights. But when AJ was heavier last time and Ruiz was lighter last time, 
AJ couldn't take Ruiz's power anyway. So what difference does it make? You know, it, 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 the same thing will happen is if AJ allows Ruiz to get on top of him, whack away to his body or whack away to his head, he's going to get knocked out. Same as what he did last time, regardless of whether AJ is weighing lighter and, and Ruiz is weighing heavier, because it happened last time. So AJ's just got to make sure that he's smart enough this time to negate what Ruiz is doing and to be able to implement what he needs to do to win the fight. Moving on to your charge, Hopi Price. How have you been impressed with how he's handled the week? A big fight week, one of the biggest cards in Ireland of the year, but many have said for these past couple of decades. How has he looked throughout the week? Fantastic. His, his attitude's great. Um, he's just so relaxed. He's, honestly, he's generally got... I remember, I've just said to, to Hopi's dad, actually, um, I remember when... I used to work with Haymaker and um, myself and Adam Booth in the change rooms with George Groves. I think it was before the DeGale fight. It's the biggest fight of his, his life. And George was the coolest kid I've ever seen in the change rooms before a fight. And I mean, out of everybody I've ever dealt with, the cut, you wouldn't think you were fighting. And he was walking around the, around the change rooms. And I think Adam said to him, you all right? And George looked at him and went, are you all right? You look more nervous. We look more nervous than, than George Groves. Hope he reminds me of that because there's absolutely no nerves for him. Before his debut, he was like that. His debut, you know, boxing live on, you know, boxing on Sky Sports on a, on a Sky Sports show. First fight on the matchroom. He has no nerves, and this week he's just been cool as a cucumber. The, the public workout, we had a laugh. A lot of people there, a lot of cameras there. The the press conference, I thought he handled really well because his first one he bottled, and then this one, there's hundreds of cameras there, and he spoke really well. And then today he's just soaked that up and he's really enjoyed it and he's been just been calm and cool. Um, so I'm really impressed with him. The mention on stage, he's obviously a live float. How much has he been praying that he does get the chance tomorrow night? Not just him, me as well. <laughs> I've got voodoo dolls for all them other weatherweights. I'm, I'm sticking out, I need, I need them all to go early. Um, yeah, obviously, um, it, it'd be amazing if, if he gets on. Um, but there is that chance that he might not get on. That's a, that's a live flow. We understand that. You know, um, spoke to him about that. He understands it, and he's he's very matter of fact about it. He's cool. It'd be great to get on. It'd be great to get on. But he understands. He's not going to sulk and, and spit his dummy out if if, if he don't get on. Because he's had an opportunity, and this without a fight at the end of it, this has still been invaluable experience for the kid. You know, it's, we've just. We've just been there. We're at, I said to him, I said, can you believe we're at a weigh-in for a heavyweight title fight, a massive heavyweight title fight in Saudi? And he was like, I know, it's crazy. It's, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable, you know? What an experience. And the final word before I do let you shoot off, because I know I called you just as you'd sat down. Your old charge, Derek Chisora, has been floating about. <laughs> Any conversations with him as of yet? Yeah, I spoke to him already. Um, soon as I saw him. Uh, just, How you doing, mate? You all right? That's it? Just, just... And then we just spoke a little bit about after the weigh-in, that's it. Well, Dave, I won't go into that too much because obviously don't need to. We are here for Hopi and we're here for Reece Joshua too. I appreciate you giving up your time once again. So I know, like I said, you did an hour or so with my colleague yesterday, Rob Tebbert. So appreciate your time once again. Thanks for speaking to myself on Boxing Social. Catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Fight day for Hopi Price and the rest of the bill joined by Dave Caldwell. You're all okay, yeah? I heard uh, you had a little mare when you went for a walk. Just, yeah, we're all right. <laughs> How are you finding Saudi Arabia? The experience is nearly over. I can't wait for tonight. I'm so excited for tonight. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, it's fight day. This fight is huge. Um, the whole event's huge. Um, it's a brilliant experience for Hope. Can't wait for the fight. We're just already, though, trying to plot and plan what we're going to do for a full day tomorrow because we go home on Monday. How's Hopi cope with it all? Because second professional fight, this is weird, to be honest. Being blatantly honest, this is strange. So how's he sort of soaked it all up but remained focused at the same time? 
really, do you know what, really well, is uh, he just took it all in his stride. He's a really cool kid. He's got, it's like he's got ice in his veins. Uh, he never, he didn't get nervous for his debut. He was cool for his debut. Um, and this is the same. He just soaked it up. Yesterday, the weigh-in was brilliant. Just, I was saying to him, I said, the experience and, and just getting to get weighed in front of all them people looking out. I was like, where we are, the setting and everything. The fact that we're in, in Saudi um, was great. Usyk came, when we was at breakfast, Usyk arrived, came over, gave us an hug and... Yeah, I, I introduced him to uh, to Hope, and he says, "Oh no, I know." He says, "I watch, I watch. Give up, up your hug and says, good luck for tonight." It's things like that, because you know we look up to people like that, and 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 Hope he certainly does. He's you know he, 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 that's all priceless, and that's all part of the memory bank, and that's that's all part of the experience that he's gathering, and you know it can only be a great thing for a, for a 19 year old boy to to be soaking this up. Well, he listed his uh, amateur sort of achievements to me yesterday so he's done a lot in the game already yeah, yeah he's very very highly decorated amateur um, you know fantastic prospects I think seven national titles two European golds world championship silver and a, and a, a junior Olympics gold that's, that's some roster that is um, but it's a completely different game now and he's learning and he's developing and He's, 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 he's learning the pro side of the game and he's, he's, he's enjoying it and he's, he's great to have in the gym you know, I've said before he's, he's fit in really well you know, he's, he's very, his personality is very similar to, to a Jordan Gill where it's just no trouble whatsoever same as you know, him and Fowler get on Fowler and Jordan have, have really took, him, took Hopi under the wings um, and it's a great fit Just lastly on him when is he going to be on in terms of TV time? I don't know He's a life float, so what that means is um, <laughs> we're praying for some knockouts. <laughs> if um, we get a couple of knockouts, then he could, you know, his timing could be great. It could be on just before AJ, it could be on earlier on in the night. I don't know. But if they all went the distance, he might not get on. <clears throat> and if he don't get on, listen, we, we knew what a life float was before we came out here. Uh, what I said to Eddie when Eddie, Eddie said to me what it was. I said, listen, the experience for him to come out here will be amazing. It's something that you would want to do. Um, fight week, the workout, you know, um, that was a great experience for him. All them eyes on him. The press conference with like literally like, two or three hundred cameras on him. When you look at how he was on his debut when he did the press conference, um, I think was it Liverpool it was, um, Manchester it was, um, and he was it was. He was nervous and he was, he was stumbling his words. Now, when he goes back to like three or four cameras. Yeah, yeah. So, so the press conference, what he did the other day, it was brilliant. He spoke really well, handled that really well. Again, that's what I'm saying, the experience and what you're saying there. When he goes to a normal show now, he'll be, he'll be flying. So it's all part of his development. So if he doesn't get on, we'll be devastated, it'll be gutted. Um, but he's very level-headed and he understands. He's already said, listen, experience that I'm getting out here, it's only going to do me good anyway. So... If that's the case, then he'll box, he'll box December 19th as planned. Well, let's hope he does get on yeah. tonight and best of luck to him if he does. Away from him, I'm gathering everyone's thoughts on two topics, two major talking points of yesterday. Firstly, Ruiz coming in at £283. Um, do you think that was genuine? Did he have like a gold bar in his underpants or something? <laughs> it's hard to say because when I saw him at the workout, I know he had a top on. It was quite a quite a, t- a tight top, but I remember saying I was really impressed because I thought the, all these rumours about him dropping loads of weight. I said he's it, to me he doesn't look any lighter. Might, I thought it might be a little bit lighter, but it looks more solid. Whereas in the first fight, it's kind, it was kind of like jelly fat. Like when he's moving, it's rippling, it's moving around. It looked tighter, and I thought his conditioning looked better. Um, now he's got on the scales and. Again, he's worn a top, so we don't know, we can't see. Um, it, could, it could have put weight on. I mean, I don't know if he's put some muscle on. But it could have, you can't, you know, to, to put on the amount of weight he's put on, it's not all muscle because he can't do that in between. Um, it's very hard to do that in between uh, the dates of those two fights, especially when you think he's been out enjoying himself, then coming to the gym. That's not that's not all muscle, but he might have put in put on two three pound of muscle. He might also have had a couple of liters, couple of bottles of two liters waters, right? Two liter water is about four pound in weight. 
Yeah. So he has a couple of a couple of them down him. And a burrito. And a lunch. I think he said he'd had lunch before I got on sale. So if he's if he's had a lunch, had a couple of bottles of water, he's added some weight on there. I'm not saying he's not everything what it was the first time round, but it might only be realistically, it might only be half a stone, a quarter a stone heavier. And then the rest has been made up with just mind games. The rest, it could, it could have had something in his pocket. It's been done before. It's not, it's not a new trick, you know. Having some weights in your pockets or, or something strapped here. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that because I think that might be something to get everybody, get into AJ's head and to, to take him out of his comfort zone. Um, but also, the reason why I wouldn't read too much into it is because. In the first fight, AJ was heavier, Ruiz was lighter, so the difference was less in weight. But AJ still felt Ruiz's punches. So, if there's a bigger gap, he's gonna feel his punches anyway. It's still the same. It's not It's not like, oh, well, last time AJ could take his punches and, and there was, wasn't an effect, but this time he's giving away three, three stone plus. I don't think he can take that. I don't think he can take that back. Well, he's already showed that you know, in that fight, Ruiz had the power to, to, to hurt him. So from that sort of point of view, just whatever their plans was, carry on. As far as AJ is concerned, don't start, don't start looking into it too much. The same thing, the same thing applies. If Ruiz gets on top of you and if you allow him to land clean blows, he will take you out. So don't allow him to do that. You know, it's the same thing goes. He's not, he's not grown. He's not become a, a, a taller fighter. You know, he, he's, AJ still holds the same height and reach over him and everything. It's just that, yeah, he's, he's heavier, but the weight that it was at last time had an effect last, you know, in the first fight. So it's not something new. And the second sort of major talking about yesterday was that UCAD released a statement clearing Dylan White of any wrongdoing. So yeah, what's your reaction to that? UCAD are the ones that have caused all this. That UCAD, there's a stipulation in, in the board agreement with UCAD that says that UCAD, you know, they sign everything off to UCAD and it, it must be anonymous between the party that's been found out and the promoter or whatever, right, and UCAD. But everybody else can't find out, including the opposition, which is a bad clause and that shouldn't have been allowed in the first place. And that's a clause that needs taken out. You know, UCAD and the board need to get their heads together and have that clause taken out because you can't not allow, if you fail a, a drugs test, you can't not allow um, your opponent not to know anything about mm. it. But the fact that UCAD have, have now, uh, it's come out that there were um, contamination amounts in there, but yet they've let all this speculation and all this where... Being being fair to to the fans that that were criticising and people, I know it's 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 harsh on Dillian and I get it. It's because you want people to believe you straight away, but it's it's human nature. When 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 there's whispers that somebody's done something or whatever, and you don't know and nobody's coming out and saying stuff, then people's minds are going to race. That's what happens. Your, your mind races. You know, it's the unknown, so you start thinking of all different. Well, what can it be? What? But right from the start, Dillian said straight away wait till it comes out when it comes out you'll see what you'll see what we're talking about you'll see what we're talking about but he's not able to say anything and because of that where he's been he's been silenced it's allowed Dylan's name to get dragged through the mud which isn't fair on Dylan White you know he's lost his his, um, his ranking with the WBC you know that needs addressing straight away his, his career has just basically been put through the trash and his name has been put through the trash because nobody could come out and say anything. That's wrong. If you're gonna, if, if something's going to get leaked, that there's a cloud over something, but you're not gonna clarify it, it's wrong. He should be able, he should have been able to defend himself and, and, and come out straight away, or it should have, you could have come out and come out and said, said something. It's just the whole situation needs, needs addressing. I do agree with that because as you said, someone's career, and reputation can get damage from it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what Dylan and Eddie do next yeah. to regards with uh, UCAD. Yeah, yeah I, something needs to be done about it. Something needs to be done about it because that's, that's a man's reputation. Listen, we all know that, that, that 
stuff can be can can be contaminated. You know, it's it's quite easy because a lot of a lot of supplement com companies they have your batch tested stuff and you have your your stuff that's not batch tested, made in the same warehouse or made. You don't know. You, you, you know, it, it's um, it's a very confusing and cloudy subject. The whole thing, and it all needs marrying up and it all needs sorting out. But when you're coming down to reputations, reputations are everything, you know. And and the mental stress that that it's put onto onto Dillian. Not being funny, it's coming in at career career heaviest, and people saying about the shape they're in. Does it really surprise you? You know, when you've got, you know, as a normal person, a normal person that's going through a lot of, a lot of stress and trauma in, in the normal day-to-day -day work, work life. If you're having some shit at home or whatever, it affects them when they go to work. So, can you imagine trying to train, train, train properly? You know, you're just going to be ticking over, aren't you? You just be tra trying to go through motions, but you, you, you tr you're trying to use it as a distraction, but you can't focus on use it as, as, as proper training, get myself in shape, not eat shit. When we're all down and gloomy and, and, and got, you know, pissed off, depressed, we all eat. We all yeah, we eat or some people drink or whatever. You all look for that little breast cape. So is it a real surprise that he's coming at a career heaviest and he, and he looks out of shape? No, he's not. He's, but he's had, he's had the opportunity to come and box. You know, that's what he is, he's a fighter. He's had the opportunity to, to, to fight on this bill. So they've took it, what, three weeks notice or whatever it is. He wants to fight, there you go. You know, at least it, once, he's, once he's fought tonight, he'll feel like his career's back on track, there's something going forward again. If he hadn't fought tonight, then he's got to wait until the new year. That's a long, that's a long period, that is. So at least, he's, at least things can start moving forward for him, you know? I think definitely the uh, whole process needs to be changed. Yeah. Anyways, Dave Colwell, thank you very much for your time here on Fight Day. Uh, best of luck with Hopi if he gets on, and we hope he does. That wasn't a pun, by the way. That just really? came in actually. Okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> Absolute dynamite.